So, Drew, last week, um, I think we ruffled some feathers with the conversation. Yeah, that's like your new goal is trying to get me all worked up on something, yeah. I think. I like poking the bear, as you said last <laughs> week. And what's crazy is... Uh, you just sit back and let me <laughs> Get us in trouble? <laughs> I like it when Fraction X gets in trouble. My you disclaimer can, is I, I've got six months to go back and disagree with anything I said. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's fair. Um, somebody that listens to the podcast sent me this clip, and uh, the guy was saying, a new study has revealed that your manager has more impact on your mental health than your doctor, or your family, or anything else in your life. Yeah. And it kind of stuck with me. I sent it to you, and I think it's a big statement for a lot of reasons. And I actually want to talk about yeah. Why in the world would that be the case? Yeah. So what did you what did you think when you saw that? Well, I actually had a lot come up for me when you sent that over. Um, because I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. Because I agree I agree with that, and I hate that I agree with that. Mm. Right. Like I I feel like I feel like that's been true for me, and I've also feel like why did I give my manager so much power over wow. me? Right. So it's like, I think it's true. I think, but I don't think it has to be true. Mm-hmm. I just think we're wired, especially in America where our work and our jobs and our identity is so inter intertwined that for whatever reason at work and at our job, because it goes back to last week, we throw around calling and we throw around all these big words around. So it's like, it becomes so core to who we are that that person who's in leadership over us in an organization really holds all the cards yeah. in some ways for our mental health that impacts our families. Well, first of all, it impacts our physical health, our emotional mm-hmm. health, mental health. Then it impacts our family. Like all the things we would say are the most important things to us. This one person at work, usually one person at work yeah. holds the keys to our contentment and our peace. And I'm like, yeah. that's messed up. And outside of a, maybe a handful of, legitimate psychopaths. <laughs> I don't think most managers know that's the case Yeah, because they're dealing with their own stuff. Exactly right. You know, and if it's in the middle of the organization, they've got leadership or if they're at the top of the organization, they've got the board or they've got shareholders or something that's above them. So yep. they don't think how is my leadership? How's my, my decisions? How is that impacting the people I lead? They, it's just not top of mind for them. Right. Again, there are probably a handful of very you know small handful of people that are really like, I'm gonna take advantage. And of most this. people are well-meaning. Exactly. Like even the managers in the past that I've worked for, leaders I've worked for in the past that have that have really done damage, quote unquote, to my mm-hmm. mental health. Or I would say, let me rephrase that: that I've allowed to do that. They're great people. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't like, hey, let me see if I can destroy Drew and his whole life and his world and everything else. They're just trying to figure it out, and they're mm-hmm. trying to. Make, they're not trying to. They're not deceitful. They're not whatever. It's like, you know. And so, to your point. A lot of grace for leaders. I need grit, man. I've been that guy. Yeah, you right. know, probably more often than not, where things I've done, decisions I've made, has caused great impact on the people that I was leading. Right, and so this is not here to tear down the, the managers. Maybe bring some awareness, like, yep. hey, we we actually can make a difference in the lives of people that we're leading. But more so for those of us to set boundaries, to where like, if that's true, ask ourselves why and. I think also when you were talking a minute ago, just getting on my soapbox, we've we've got to stop using words like toxic so much. Okay. Why is that? Well, I just think it's been a buzzword. Like, and I think we end up using toxic whenever there's a leader organization that does something that we don't want them to do. 
instead of just saying, hey, they're going a different direction or a different path, or I don't like that decision, it so easily can turn to, well, this is a toxic organization, or this is a toxic leader, or this. I'm like, most of the time, no, it's not. You just don't like where it's going. Sure. And so because you don't like it and because you're getting your, you know, you're getting upset about the direction or how it impacts your life or your family, or because you're so ingrained into, you know, personally into this, right. this organization, you're culture, so invested. Yeah. You're so invested. Then all of a sudden it's like, if it's something I disagree with all of a sudden this person or this organization is toxic. Most likely what you need to do is just take ownership mm-hmm. over like, Hey, maybe I'm not aligned with the mission or vision right now. And allow yourself, give yourself the freedom to go do something else. That's right. You don't have to stay there, you know? And so again, I know that's soapboxy and I'm, I'm really curious cause I feel like you, Matt have been able to like, you're, you're way more consistent than I've been. Like, I feel like I've been the type of person that can ride that emotional wave of like, I'm preaching to myself, you know, yeah. right now. No, I mean, you're, you're kind of say that, but no, I think I've made, just as many leadership failures as anybody else has with a track record like mine. You know, when I saw that clip, I think I thought two things. One is like you talked about for the managers out there, do understand that you've got a disproportionate impact on the people you lead, right? You, there is a a power dynamic at play just because a lot of times you control a salary or someone's employment. So there's just this, this tension in a relationship, right? That someone can make a decision that yeah. affects your, if you can fire someone, that relationship right right there has a tension in right. it, you know, and that's not going to go away. No. So I actually don't think when I saw the clip, I was like, Hey, we got to solve management and leadership. No, I do think, Hey, s- moment of self-awareness, like we've talked about on the podcast a lot, you do lead people that you can impact. So if you can impact them for the positive, right. And that's yeah. a different podcast on yep. some level to talk about that. What I really thought was, man, we have to really rearrange our relationship with work. Like if my mental health can be completely derailed by someone who's my leader, who, like you said, is probably not making a toxic decision. They're just making something they think is best for the organization. So maybe it's more work. Maybe it's more output. Maybe it's more engagement. They're asking for maybe something more. And you're like, oh, that's killing my mental health. Well, maybe you've got an unhealthy relationship with work in the first place. And so again, I know this is a really like tense subject. And for me, it's like we do get so much purpose. We get so much meaning. We get satisfaction out of using the gifts we have to make a difference in the world. And you know, not, not everybody does purpose work. Some people just, you know, sell widgets and they just need to sell widgets to provide for their family. But even that is a useful, purposeful thing. I'm using what I have, my time and my resources, my gifts to provide a service for a company in return. They pay me a salary that I can yep. have food, shelter and provide for my family. Yep. So I know there's going to be always this kind of tension around the relationship, but when you give so much power to an organization that a bad manager is messing up your mental health, maybe you should have this internal dialogue of like, okay, if my power is mine to give to somebody, right? is it also mine to give, like bring it back and and have more control over my emotions and my energy and say, I'm going to draw a line here at work. Like I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do a great job. And as long as they're not asking me to do anything illegal or unethical, I can draw a line and not put my emotions into this the way that it would damage my mental health. Now, maybe that's easier said than done. It's probably easier for me to do it than other people. But I would say, don't give your power to a place like that. And if it's at a point where you can't manage it, you're like, this person is absolutely wrecking my mental health. Leave. Yeah. They're get out. They're help wanted signs and every other building down the street. And I get like some ministries are tough to move in and out of. 
you may have to like leave a city and that trust me. I know that's a very difficult decision, right? But at the end of the day, um, don't give away something so significant like the, how sacred mental health is because that affects sure. you. It affects your family. It affects everything about your life. Well, absolutely. And even just to go back a little bit that I want to be clear and say there are definitely toxic environments and toxic leaders. Sure. Right. And to your point, when that, when that happens, when it's actually deadly and destructive to you or your family or whatever, absolutely. You've got to not have a scarcity mindset. You got to leave, you got to go. Right. So I want to be clear that I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but as you were talking just now, you know, I, I think part of the issue is money and finances are such a major source of stress and anxiety in most people's lives. Yeah. Right. So most people it's like, you know, and so I, I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, and I, and I've been part of the organizations who attract people because of purpose and calling. And then most people who have left my team have left because they're like, listen, I'm tired of struggling financially financially. Yeah. I got it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got to bless you for that. And I, and, and go do that. Right. And so I think a lot of the reasons why even we're having this conversation and there's so much identity wrapped up in work and why it can impact our mental health is because it impacts our, our money. Yeah. And because money for a lot of us, and I'll put myself, if I'm not careful, finances and money will be the thing that is center in my life. Mm -hmm. The thing, I mean, I've got a family, I've got like, when you mess with my money and my provision and everything else, or I have to make decisions that put me in a financial unknown that can put me in a mental health crisis immediately. And so here we are making money kind of the Lord of our life, if you will. Right. Which is understandable. It makes sense as to why the person who can impact that livelihood is the person who causes us the most stress. Because mm-hmm. what that actually means when you say just leave, it's like, well, great. That sounds great. But how do I provide, you know? And so I just think it's a reframing. Like you said, there is a, there's deep work that has to be done mm-hmm. around this idea of, do I trust that the universe, your higher power, whatever you want to say that God is actually kind is actually a provider that good things like what is my philosophical belief about the world that good things come my way that I can make hard decisions that are right based on values and those will be rewarded and whatever like cosmic ecosystem that we believe in, you know what I'm saying? So I think most of us, including myself live with a scarcity mindset live around. If I draw a boundary here, then I'm going to really be screwed. or I'm really struggle. Well, what I've found just recently in the last few years for me personally is that on the other side of very difficult decisions are good things. There's not, we don't have to live with a scarcity mindset, you know? So this is a long winded me just saying, I get it. Like it's super tough. It's super tough to, to make those decisions. And it makes sense why a leader can have so much influence over yeah. your over your mental health but i think to back to your point and you always say things shorter and better i'm long-winded to get to my point <laughs> but i do think that you know us reframing our relationship with work like going back to that clip i think if we draw boundaries over what 
what we value and who we are as mm-hmm. individuals, we don't have to allow that statistic to be true. Right. Yeah. And I think my last thing, cause we do always want to keep these short. Like we talk about is, um, if you're a person who feels like you are the person whose mental health is being impacted, my number one thing before you make any other decision, before you put your resume on LinkedIn is get perspective first. Oh, a lot great. of times when you can see the situation for what it is, yep. things get clear. And if you've ever traveled to third world countries, you can see there's not an association with resources and happiness and satisfaction. That is a uniquely kind of American Western culture value where if I have resources, I can be content and, um, cultures after cultures and places where there are little to no resources, people are so satisfied. Yeah. And I'm not saying life is easy there, but I think perspective will show you that, man, maybe things won't be quite as bad as I think they are. But when we are holding our job and our finances this close to our face, you just can't see what's really out there. And it's like, okay, climb up a mountain, get some time away and try to see life for what it really is. And I guarantee you, you know, taking a 10 or 20 or 30% pay um, drop to switch industries or to move cities would be a trade you'd make over and over and over again to have what feels like healthy life back it's good stuff man thanks man yeah